Hello, loves. Good morning. I'm sitting at my desk recording this while one of my two kids is asleep and the other one's yelling at my husband. So, hello, world. (laughs) So, this episode's going to be a little bit different. This is our first episode in which you will hear a behind the scenes channeling. So, essentially, I put out a call to my email list and said, who wants a free reading that will be shared on the podcast. And I got many of you responded. And so this is the first of those free readings. You will notice that the audio quality is very different because it is not, I'm not sitting at my desk with my podcast mic and it is just a recorded phone call. This is what you would hear if you were to have a reading and request a recording for me. This is what it sounds like. So please enjoy. You will notice each month when you hear these readings, they have very different themes. People ask very different personal questions, of course, but you will also notice that there is always helpful information that can apply to all of us, even more so with these readings, because we have set the intention ahead of time that it will be that way. So please enjoy our lovely reading with Connie. All right. Wonderful. We are recording. So, Connie, how can, I'm going to say we, how can we help you today? (laughs) Well, I do have um, some specific questions or issues that I want to talk about. And so I want to ask you, do you want me to bring those up first or? Yes. I I want you to lead the, the session. Okay. So I have um. Um, there's been a change in my relationship with my sister over the past year. Um, and it, it came up um, during the pandemic. And it's related to um, differences in opinions about the vaccine and, um, and just a response to things about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And and it's a little bit political, but it's also, it's very personal because it has to do with relationships with um, my sister's daughter. And and anyway, where it's, my sister and I are estranged now, and it's really hurtful. And I am trying to figure out what I should do about it. And I have, um, my sister has felt like I've betrayed her. I have apologized. She's accepted my apology. Um, And we've talked a couple of times since then, but it doesn't feel the same. Um, And I don't know that it ever will. And I don't know um, if I should um, reach out again, apologize again. and, And I'm the one that's making the overtures to, um, in the relationship, you know, making a phone call every once in a while. Um, and I'm sort of like, I don't know if I want to keep trying, except I miss my sister. And so I'm, I'm not sure what to do about it. And I'm, I'm also thinking, um, 
you know, part of this is I need to forgive myself. Um, mm-hmm. Part of it is I need to forgive my sister, even though there's nothing to forgive there. Um, there's really nothing to forgive with myself either, but it feels like a big forgiveness thing, but it also feels like, I don't know if I want, if we can go back to the way we were or if we've both changed and I don't want to try. Right, right. Oh, these are great questions. Um, There's definitely a lot of grief here. And I love what you said about there's forgiveness, but there's nothing to forgive. I feel like that is every situation ever because on the one hand we do have to forgive things because we're human and we make mistakes on the other hand there's nothing to forgive because we're human and we're all doing our best Mm -hmm. Um, so you hit the nail on the head with that I do think forgiveness of her is key when it comes to the decision to write you out Mm -hmm. Um, because that is that's that's a big decision um, and it's um, it's an unhealthy relationship dynamic that one person holds all the power mm-hmm. versus the two of you coming together and saying, well, how do we want this relationship to go now knowing that we have these differences and opinions? Um, I want to ask, does your sister have, does she see things in terms of like black and white? Yes, very much. Yeah. I feel like to her, it's like what's done is done and now it's over. Like it feels very black and white to her. And it's not that she doesn't have grief um, because I do get the sense that there's grief about it, but I don't think there's the same amount of thought and turmoil over it. I think it's, well, that's it. We're just no longer going to talk and then that's it. Mm. Um But to answer the question of, like, what should you do, the first step is going to be deciding whether or not you really do want to have a relationship with her. It seems like you do. Um, It feels like your spiritual guidance team also would like the idea of a reconciliation. Um, But if you get really clear, um, okay, I do want to stay in a relationship, then the homework is to keep reaching out when you feel led, when it feels like, oh, I love my sister, I miss being with my sister, not when it feels like desperate, I hope she reaches out to me, but more when it's like, oh, I hope she's having a good day. I'm just going to send her a little note. Um, And I recognize it's hard to do that without attachment to whether or not she's going to respond. But that's the advice your your guys are giving. Um. The other thing they want to talk about is if and when, because I do actually feel optimistic that she's going to come around. So if and when she comes around, it's the conversation is, is sort of what they used to call the DTR, determine the relationship. It's like, what are the rules of engagement here? It's okay that we have had this sort of chasm, but we love each other. We want to come together. And what do we want that to look like? Um, it's like we need to have this very adult conversation, and that's something that feels very new for her mm-hmm. in, some, in some regards. And so it's something where, like, you're going to kind of have to hold her hand through that conversation. 
It's like, you know, I, I understand that this was upsetting and I appreciate you being willing to talk to me and, and give it a shot. And I want to make sure that we set up expectations so that I don't risk pushing you away again. And some of that may be really mundane things like we don't talk after 9 p.m. on Wednesdays, you know, like just rules about how you engage. Um, maybe you're not friends on Facebook, but you talk to one another on the phone. Um, and then some of it may be deeper things of, okay, if you are getting really upset and frustrated by something I say, then you take a break. You are willing to tell me, okay, I've had enough. I need to take a break and then come back to you when you're ready. Um, it, it feels like that sort of thing is kind of a long shot of being able to actually have that conversation with your sister, but that's what is possible for the two of you mm-hmm. in the long term. In the short term, the guys are, they're like nodding their head yes at everything you've said. At, it feels like I need to forgive and kind of decide what it is that I want. Um, I think ultimately you're probably going to decide that you do want to be in a relationship with her, but it's worth asking the question and really sitting with it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the forgiveness work, there's always, it's, it's sort of, um, I don't know, esoteric if that's the right word, but there's always the three, the three bodies. There's, the other person, that's one body. There's me, myself, and I. In this situation, that's you. That's that's the second body. And then the third body is the relationship that exists between the two of you. Mm-hmm. But I'm referring to it as a body because it, it has its own energetic field. And so it's like when you're doing the forgiveness work, it's like, okay, I'm going to forgive her for X, Y, Z. I'm forgiving me for X, Y, Z. And now I'm going to forgive the relationship for not growing with us the way that I wanted it to or for not behaving the way that I wanted it to while she was struggling and while I was struggling. Hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to think about that one. I've, I've, not heard of that before so that's something new um but that that does make sense yeah the relationship um growing and developing yeah all right i'm so sorry about the interruption so um what what else did you hear me say before the call dropped? So what I heard you say was um, talking about the, the three bodies, the other mm-hmm. person, myself, and then the relationship between the two and forgiving. Perfect. Oh. Forgiving all of those. Yeah. yeah. So did yeah. that kind of answer your question about what's going on, both kind of in the short term, what to do about it, and long term, where they yeah. see things going on? And, and I'm just going to have to sit with that a while because I've not really – heard that before and kind of looked at it that way um and it does make sense but um that's a new concept for me yeah so, yeah you know, so 
Um, but yes, that does answer it, and it's a lot to um, it's a lot to process. There's a lot here. It to, is, and I've been I've been dealing with this for a while now, because you know since 2020 basically. So mm. it's just it's a it's a heavy thing. It's just going to take me a while, I think. Right, and it's heartbreaking when there's you know the nieces and nephews involved. It's not just your sister, the whole family's involved in one way or another, you know, whether they're talking yeah. or not. Yeah. So um, that it is, it's a lot to kind of parse through. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah, but it's, um, I, I just have to, I think I just have to sit with it longer. But it, I think I, I am going to end up doing something because I think about my sister every day. Every yeah. Day. So I know that something's going to happen because um, I, I don't think that I'm going to be able to just, like, think about this every day and not do something about it. So, and I think it's going it's, to, it, I know it's going to fall to me that I'm going to be the one. So it's, it's interesting that one of the first things you said, that forgiveness of her is key when it comes to the, the decision, it was her decision to write me out. It wasn't my decision. So that, that was really powerful. That was very helpful, actually. Good. Yeah. So, okay. Um, this, is, this is more uh, maybe an observation than a question that maybe you can um, uh, kind of give me some insight on it. So... Um, I don't know if this happened. I don't. I don't know if this happened during the pandemic, or it happened when I when I did my first reading with you, or before my first reading, just before my first reading. But um, I started. I I have had like what I I call them visitations, but I, in my dreams I've had um, visitations from mostly family members who have passed. Um, my mother my father a little bit, but more my mother. And then my younger brother passed away seven years ago. Um, and they would show up in my dreams, mostly my mother and my younger brother. And then I had a reading with you. And my father showed up, which was unusual because he didn't, he showed up in the reading with a very powerful message for me, which was totally unexpected, and um, and then he started showing up in my dreams more. Um, and then my older oldest brother passed away this um, last past fall, and he hasn't shown up in my dreams. And my other family members have stopped showing up. Mm-hmm. And so I was curious about that. It's like, where'd everybody go? <laughs> right. Right. Are um, they? Are they? I like. You know. Are they busy? You know. My older brother showed up, and they're all like busy now. <laughs> That's such a great question. Are they well, done? First with- of all, <laughs> thank you for sharing the experience about your father. I'm so glad to you know to know that and to know that then he was showing up for you after. So there's there's lots to unpack about this question. So one thing is, it's actually really hard for spirit to communicate with us 
you're in the physical world, which is why mediums have a job. <laughs> um, and so some, and, and just like on earth, we all go to the other side and have different skills and different ways that we like to communicate. And so some people are really good at showing up in dreams and some aren't. In the case of your dad, once, once there was established or, or reestablished a different level of connection, then it was easier for him to come through because you had had a very intimate conversation essentially when we had our reading. So then like it established this different vibrational frequency and he was able to come through easier. Um, so that's one element of what's happening. Another element is, and I'm feeling so giggly saying this, like I'm my body, I'm just feeling so much joy. Your family's having a great time since your older brother passed. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss, but they're on the other side just going, oh, like it's a party over here. <laughs> um, it feels to me, and I'm, and I'm getting this um, psychically. I'm not talking to them right now. I'm just seeing it from an outside perspective. I, I see your older brother and your dad becoming buddies in a new way on the other side. Oh. And everybody around is so in love with that that healing and that growth and that like sort of bromance I'll call it um, that they're they're all they are they're celebrating his return essentially mm. um, so way to go you for being so intuitive um, and then the other thing I will say that is an interesting dynamic that doesn't get talked a lot about with mediumship is mediumship is all energy and vibration and that changes with the moon and the stars and all the planets. And so sometimes we'll have seasons of life where we receive more of that connection and then we'll have seasons of life where we receive less. So it's even possible that they've been coming to you and it's just been harder to pick up on it. Um, I don't actually get the sense that that's what's happening. I get the sense that they've been coming less because they're enjoying um, all the growth that's happening amongst the family since your brother passed. Um, amongst the, I'll say the family on the other side since your brother passed. It feels mm -hmm. like it's, they're partying. And I, the only word, I keep coming back to the word bromance for your mm -hmm. brother and your dad. Mm -hmm. It's like they're they're working on creating or they're building this buddy buddy relationship in a new way that everybody is gathering around and, and celebrating. Um, and it's interesting because I keep, I know you said that your younger brother had passed years before, um, and I keep waiting to see them kind of as a trio. Um, but that's not really how it's representing. Like I feel like I see your older brother with your dad, and then I see your dad with your younger brother, and I see your younger brother with your older brother. It, it feels like they're all having these relationships, um, and it's all happy, and they're aware of what everybody else is doing and celebrating, so they haven't been visiting as much. They're, the other thing that's happening is because you've been going through a period of, I kind of want to say grief, I also want to say like despondency, um, with your sister, your emotional vibration, it has a harder time connecting because you're in a period of grief. Mm. And that's that's normal. That's not a problem. That's nothing to be, you know, worried about. So, and the 
you didn't specifically ask this, but in case it's a part of your question, is they will come back. It's not forever. It's just mm-hmm. like a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's amazing that you are such a great dreamer and that your family's so good at coming in through dreams because most of the people I talk to, they maybe have one or two dreams here and there or they maybe have had one or two experiences of some kind here and there. So how beautiful that your family is so well-connected. Yeah, only in my dreams, but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say I dream of dead people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and dogs, too. So. Oh, pups. <laughs> I, I also dream of, of deceased animals from time to time. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say this with my own loved ones and dreams. It, it has evolved over time. So much like you're describing, like it used to always be my mom and then my dad started coming through. I have some grandparents that were with me for years after they passed and then they stopped coming around. Recently, I had one grandparent who I thought was never going to be interested in mediumship, <laughs> who's now been coming around a lot. And I don't really understand the why or the timing, but it, these things just change. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's been very, it's really only been a few very immediate family members. Uh, Well, and also I've had um, friends, girlfriends, um, people, you know, very close to me. Um, But a few, a few people. And just very, um, very casual, nonchalant. Uh, dreams, you know, nothing earth-shattering or anything like that. No. Yeah, just like yeah, just I'm like, shopping, and then they are in the belt section. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes there's a message there. Like with my dad, it's been since since that reading with you that my dad has been more because the message I got from you at the time of that reading was he would carry my pain and anger. I should give mm. pain and anger. And that's how he's shown up in my dreams to take my pain. So wow. that's, yeah, that's been very powerful. Um, yeah, that was really something when you told me that. What a beautiful soul. And that, I'm so glad that he's continued to show up for you. That's so wonderful. And I'm so thrilled that you're my first reading to go on the podcast because I feel like it just proves for people that you can continue to heal relationships even though someone has passed. Um, well, and what you said, uh, what you relayed about my older brother passing and um having a bromance with my father is they they had, did not have a good relationship when right <laughs> when they were alive so um yeah, you know I don't think my father knew what to do with my brother because my brother didn't do what my father wanted him to do and so it was and he was the oldest and you know yeah. there were lots of things there so the fact that 
my father's delighted to see him and they're now they're going to have a good relationship because again the last reading well the only reading I had from you was that my father did a lot of work on himself on the other side and so now he's able to have a good relationship with my brother and I mean that it's like that's beautiful that's so wonderful that that's what's happening now that my brother has passed and this is what he is, you know, uh, encountering, and my father was there to welcome him, and it can heal that relationship, that earthly relationship. So that really, really warms my heart to hear that. So, and it uh, actually, it actually resonates with something I was told by another medium after my younger brother passed was she said she saw my mother and my father and she said they are very happy she said your mother is very happy to have your younger brother back she knows that you're sad but she's very happy for herself (laughs) (laughs) so true because he was her favorite so she was probably really happy to have him back (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, the favorites. Well, and it's so interesting. The and On the one hand, time doesn't happen for them the way it happens for us, and so there's not necessarily impatience. On the other hand, it seems to me like they're always talking to us and we never hear them. And so there's got to be such a relief when we pass on and we can finally communicate with our loved ones more easily. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, we've got a few more minutes left. So, anything else I can help you with, or your, or your guides? Um, yeah, I have a question for you. So, one of the one of the things um, that I struggle with is I, I have chronic pain. I have migraines and fibromyalgia, but mostly migraines. And my question is, what what is the purpose of chronic pain? Mm. Um, they're going to rephrase it. It's essentially the same thing. I'm hearing the word suffering. Like, what is the purpose of suffering? And isn't that a million-dollar question? <laughs> um, okay, so it has different purposes for different souls. So for some, and this is what your guides are saying, for some people, the purpose of chronic pain is to force them to find a connection with themselves, like with their own power, um, with their own, I want to say conscious body as well as their spiritual body, Um, because you can't survive chronic pain without sort of being a mental warrior. So for some people, it's learning that kind of mental resilience, emotional resilience. For some people, chronic suffering is about learning compassion. Um, And what's interesting about this is when we think about compassion, a lot of times we think about compassion towards others. Um, But the ultimate lesson is compassion for self. So that's one of the gifts here. And 
for everybody with everything, whether it's chronic pain or the sister writing you out, like when, when life hands us things that we really don't want, it's like learning how to have acceptance and non-attachment to the worldly form is always going to be a, a lesson. Mm. Um, yeah. For you specifically, it feels like it's mostly about having that self-compassion um, and acceptance. I mean, the vibe that I get with you is like, I feel like if you didn't have this chronic pain, you would be doing 10 more things a day. Like whether that's more lunches with friends or more work, like it feels like it has slowed you down in some ways mm-hmm. and you're, and you're having to have compassion for yourself about that. And you're having to deal with your feelings of um, like resentment of the pain or like, feelings of my body's betraying me. Um, and that's a lot to work through. Mm-hmm. And anytime we work through things like that, it it elevates our soul. It increases our vibration. It increases the, like, the character of our soul. Um, because you can't, you can't go through something like that and not be a changed person. Mm-hmm. And there's also, for some people, there's, you know, the there's the past life, whatever stuff. Um, but that kind of context really isn't relevant. It's just, for whatever reason, this is what your soul set up to experience. And not everybody that gets handed a diagnosis has to live by that diagnosis their whole life. Miracles happen every day. Um, and sometimes it's like, oh, well, I already got the lesson, so I'm done. But sometimes even once you get the lesson, you just still have to have the experience. And that's part of the, you know, the mysteries of the universe that hopefully hopefully we'll get the answers when we pass on. Mm-hmm. I hope my family's waiting for me to tell me what what the answers are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish they could take that too. <laughs> could you take the physical baggage, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just take this one too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry that's not a very clear or direct answer. Um, there are some experiences that it's hard to talk to because the living it is so big. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else I can do before we wrap up? I don't think so. That was that was fun. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and I just had a lovely time reconnecting. So yeah, thank you, Amy. Yes, I appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.